Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Very good morning and welcome to Going Greyhounds this 19th morning of October 2021, 10.30am. I'm Mark Olmus. Great to be with you. We've got uh, a big day ahead, of course, Going Greyhounds uh, coming up and we've also got the catching pen. A big 90-minute episode as we pay tribute to the late Paul Wheeler, who sadly we lost last Wednesday. A special tribute on tonight's show, 7pm on Sky Racing to the pen. Group Racing also returned to Wentworth Park on Saturday night and wasn't it a fantastic evening of viewing? It was wonderful to be in the Sky One studios with Jason Lincoln trying to find a few winners, but just seeing some of uh, the purest canine flesh going around. It was an unbelievable uh, night, especially from the Vic Peters winner in Bandit. Ned will be catching up with Joe Lanuti later on in the show, uh, not to forget some other stellar performances. Uh, we also run on the weekend heats of the Goldburn Cup, or they were running, looking forward to heading towards the feature this coming week. A big show, so we better get straight into it. Our first guest will be on the other side of this. Don't miss out. Bloodstockauction.com are offering 1% commission on every sale this October. That's right, we're rewarding members both new and old all month with 1% commissions on every horse sold. Call 1300 849 349 now. Skipped breakfast. Alistair Dobson, this uh, twist that we read about on the timeout rule. The thing that we, we've seen is the trends in cricket broadly, even test cricket or, or ODI cricket and certainly in T20, the games are just taking longer to complete than we would like. We just wanted to make a few changes just trying to get the batters out to the wicket as quickly as we can and look at the consequence if you don't get out there in that time. Something that's, that's a bit different, hopefully a bit entertaining, albeit I'd be really surprised if we actually saw it this season. Now shut up and drive. The Big Sports Breakfast. Weekdays from 5.30 on Sky Sports Radio. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds. Welcome back. Wonderful to have your company this morning. Our first guest, Ron Arnold. It's only been a few weeks since we chatted, Ron. It's great to have you back. Uh, We've got you on to have a chat about a dear friend of yours who we sadly lost last week in Paul Wheeler and a great friend of the industry really as we've seen to the outpouring uh, of emotion throughout the last six or so days. Ron, a very good morning to you. It's still uh, a bit tender, isn't it, when we bring up uh, the passing of Paul Wheeler? Yes, good morning, Mark, and it certainly is. There's there's no doubt about, uh, you know, I, I go back to 1975 when I first started the NCA and that happened to be the year at Paul and uh, Jan were married and you know, in those days, it was uh, his dad, Alan, and mum, June, that were yeah, major players in the sport. Um, Alan had only been sort of training somewhere in about the last 10 years before that, and he'd built his breeding and uh, training empire, and uh, he was very, very dominant. And in those days, both the Harold Park and Wentworth Park tracks used to have, on a Monday night, maiden and performed qualifyings. And the Wheeler Dogs completely dominated the Maidens. It was uh, it was amazing the number they used to bring. And, of course, you know, I was in my uh, very late teens in those days and, and the Wheeler family kids were all sort of approaching the same ages and they'd all come along to help mum and dad. So, yeah, being the same sort of age, we all got to, to know one another. And then over as, as time goes, you know, all, everyone sort of moves on to different circles and, and people got married. And then, of course, sadly, we lost Alan 
1987, not long after the reopening of Wentworth Park. And uh, that was where Paul then, obviously, uh, you know, with the help of uh, the family around him, uh, grabbed the ball and, and took off. And, uh, you know, they progressed over time from Eastern Creek to the Oaks and then uh, and then down to where they are near Young now. So, uh, yeah, it's it's been a... You know, a long lifetime, and uh, you know, plenty of ups and downs for the wheelers along that way. And and I must admit, Mark, on on Saturday night when uh, you know we were great to be back to Group One racing at Wendy Park, and you could get a bit of a crowd back again. Um, you know, it was something when uh, Miss Esme come back to the box, come back to the presentation. Um, you know, I, I stood there and announced, well, we've had three Group One winners tonight, and the three of them were all wheeler dogs mm. and I think that just said so much. Indeed Ron, an indelible mark left on the on the industry, Paul Wheeler. Uh, now do you remember, also just uh, quickly Mick Cowley did a lovely tribute as well on Going Greyhounds last week which is well worth a mention if you want to Google Wooshka and uh, Going Greyhounds you can check that out, uh, Mick did a, a superb job. Uh, going back to when you met Paul do you remember the very first time Ron? Well, you do. It's, it, again, it, it's always on those trial days um, because, yeah, right. again, you know, Alan and June Wheeler would turn up with oh anything from twenty dogs to put around. So it was all hands on deck in those days. That the qualies there'd be thirty maidens going around, thirty qualies going around for maidens, and a similar number for performs. It was it was mad, and then the eight fastest winners from both sets would go through to the finals. And of course, that was an era where you know Alan himself, um, you know, Steel Flex, won two national derbies. Only time it's ever happened, and it will never happen again. Um, and you know, then obviously great greyhounds like Emmeline Bale and Mercia Bale, and all the young kids used to come along to the big final. So you get a feeling very close that Paul was was always going to uh, to be interested, probably more than his other siblings in greyhounds. And I think that's how it was over time. Um, and then obviously, you know, we were on the Greyhound Racing Advisory Board for a number of years through the 1990s. And in those times, Mark, you you get to those sort of times when you break for lunch or something like that. You talk about everything else other than dogs at that time. And, you know, you catch up on a person and he explained to me towards the end of the 90s, I think that, you know, the situation with breeding numbers at the Oaks, and he'd worked out that you know breeding 150 dogs a year wasn't going to make it happen, but you had to get up to 350 sort of thing. Um, subsequently, the move out towards Young, uh, that was a big, big move. You're talking about a you know a 3,000 acre property, um, and when they first moved out there, and I went out there after a couple of years, and you know basically that move was all but into a, a telephone box and a container. That's mm-hmm. how they lived. Um, now, when you consider they're also near 50 years of age when they've done that. So that's a big thing to say to a family. I'm, I've got this idea. I've got this bit of a dream. I think it can work. Away we go. And it's a very big thing. Not every family would want to be part of that. Mm. And, uh, you know, full credit to Jan that she believed in what Paul was doing. And, yeah, there were the very rough moments in the early days, I can assure you. And obviously, let's just go back five years ago, Mark when someone stood up and said, we're banning greyhound racing in New South Wales, mm. that entire investment the wheelers had, um, you know, you would have went to sleep that night going, what am I going to do? Mm. And uh, as I say, it's one of those things that, you know, over the years I've watched him and you sort of look back, you knew eventually that the numbers had worked in his favour. 
Um, the one thing that was always a little bit of a mystery with the wheeler side was people said he could never find a sire. He had plenty of winners, plenty of group winners, but in those early days could never get the stud dog. Well, right. bingo. Um, between the, the last uh, few to turn up, the Fernando Bales and Barcia Bales and Dinah Double One, mm. he's, uh, he's signed off success with that one. So he's he's been successful in every facet of greyhound racing and more yeah. importantly as a person. What what a list of, of greyhounds that you mentioned there. And we talk about his success. That's only the tip of the iceberg, really, having started from not a heck of a lot, Ron. Exactly right. And I can remember when we were on the advisory panel one lunchtime, he uh, he was explaining to me that, you know, I asked the question, how's it all going? And he said, I'm breaking even. Mm. And I said, with the number you've got, you're only breaking even. And he said, well, you need to get that group dog. And a few years later, Canton Bale came along, and that was a, a real big boom for him as far as his breeding line and a marvellous chaser. Unfortunately, Canton didn't go onto the stud ranks. He had a few issues and could never sort of tick that box off like Paul would have hoped. And so that was, again, he had to go back to that drawing board, and he studied breeding, you know, US lines, all those sort of things. He was absolutely, completely intricate in his work with all that sort of thing. And then, as I say, the, the greatness of Fernando Bale in 2015, we all, you know, I still say I put him as a, as a race dog for a sprinter. He still sits at number one in my world. And, yeah, you know, there was always the big question, how's he going to go at stud? Well, we've answered that tenfold. And, wow. uh, you know, the rest of them have, have followed and you look at the line and they're still, he's probably got more numbers back again now than he, he's ever had. And, you know, he's had great success with trainers, Mark. You know, there's people over the years that, have been very successful in their world because of Paul Wheeler. And, and, you know, we've seen it with the Dailies and obviously over many years there was Graham Bates. Recent people today like Corey Grenfell and plenty of other interstaters, he sent dogs everywhere to race. And, you know, plenty have been uh, and been successful in their own world off the back of what Paul Wheeler has done. A huge legacy he's left uh, on the track and, and off the track in a sense, as we mentioned, with uh, stud dogs and, and stud bitches, but also... Uh, the mark that he's left on many people's lives in a very, very positive way uh, can't be forgotten. Ron, before we let you go, uh, thank you for having a chat to us this morning. I also want to just touch on with you what a fantastic night at Wentworth Park it was on Saturday. Like you mentioned, great to have Group 1 racing back, the Group 2 Sydney Cup, uh, and also a little crowd on course. Uh, wonderful for Jordan Twiddle to have Light and Lily taking out the Peter Mossman final. We knew Bandit Ned had a stack of ability. We'll talk to Joe Lanuti about him in a moment. And Miss Esme, we'll talk to Jack Smith a little later on the show. But also we had the old boy now, good old Harada, come back and win the Masters final. Just terrific to be back at Wentworth Park. Yeah, I must admit there was a bit of a buzz, uh, Mark. And, and, you know, you, you look at, uh, obviously, the Light and Lily performance. And, and on Sunday, I... Uh, I spoke with Jan Wheeler on the phone and we went through a lot of history and one of the mentions of the meeting before, of the night before, I mentioned that dog. And um, as she said, Paul used to love the new people, the new young people, mm. particularly getting mm. that first success. Many people used to ring him getting their first dog and he always helped them through. And then on the other side, you look at Bandit Ned and, you know, you look at that clock mark, I think for memory was 29.47. Mm-hmm. And if when you look at 2022 coming up next year, there's a chance of two $1 million races. The Absolutely. Melbourne Cups are now worth half a million dollars. You've got Easter eggs plus all the others. 
the prize money of a super dog like that, if he could stay sound and you know, always luck in racing, but there's some, it's just enormous what he, what the dog like that may be able to, to do. It's, it's quite amazing. And that's all of a buzz. And obviously the thoroughbreds are going through it at the moment. You know, the great horse that won on the weekend, what, it, what can go on. And uh, that's the sort of thing, the publicity and you guys in the media, you know, promote very well that the dog that can be that superstar and, he handled himself well, Ned. I uh, I sort of wondered out of box six, you know, it was a pretty smart field how he'd go, but by the winning post at the first time, you know, you knew he'd put these uh, times and margins on it. And and the clock, you know, you look at the track, we'd had a bit of rain at Wendy Park throughout the week and that sort of thing. And um, the earlier times were floating around the 30s, 29.9s. Um, and when 29.47 went up, you went, hey, he's something special. Mm, absolutely. We can't. Forget Zipping Kyrgios also in the free-for-all, going a very fast 29.42. An out-and-out star, the black top winner. Ron, it's always a pleasure chatting to you, and we thank you for your time this morning. No, thank you for your time, and uh, to all the Wheeler family, I can assure you uh, there's plenty in Greyhound Racing that are uh, side-by-side you at this most difficult time. Beautifully said, Ron Arnold. Thank you. We'll head to a break before our next guest, Joe Lanuti. Team up with the professionals and cover your falls from 24 hours of age with HQ Insurance. No excess on life-saving surgery claims. Agreed value, fall rate guarantee and the optional extended fall policy until a 2023 yearling sales. Be sure, insure with HQ. Why do I only use Pazload? Well, only Pazload has a cordless coil nailer, the Coil Master, so I can ditch the hose. Pazload, they're number one for a reason. I'm making it with Pazload. Reliability, comfort, performance. From all of us at Kia, congratulations New South Wales. The reopening has begun. And so too have your Kia dealerships. With Kia showrooms back open in line with government directions, now is the time to test drive a new Kia and get back on the road to freedom. And all of course, with Australia's best seven-year warranty. Head into your local Kia dealer now and explore the range. For warranty terms, visit kia.com.au. Kia, movement that inspires. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. The green light is switched on. They're set to run for the Vic Peters at Group 1 level. Ready now. Set. And they're racing, and Bandit Ned, he exploded out from out wide. Cop Magnet's got plenty of speed to the first turn, but Bandit Ned got across. He's into second placing now. In third, Special Blend and Zipping Kansas is handy fourth. They're followed then by Barton. Next came Sound of Silence, Aston Barak and Mickey Doo. Off the back, it's Bandit Ned, the leader. He's two lengths in front. Zipping Kansas is giving chase. They put play to Cop Magnet, turning for home. Bandit Ned, he's a special dog. He is a future star, and he wins. To Vic Peters, Bandit Ned beat Zipping Candice. What a smashing performance by Bandit Ned. A record at Wentworth Park, a race record in the Vic Peters Classic going 29.47. Joe Lanuti joins us, of course, one of the major owners and runs the syndicate. Joe, he's a Group 1 winning dog. It's finally come. And gee, you must have been so pleased once he got clear air after going about 20 metres. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, Mark. Yeah, absolutely. You nailed it in one. Uh, we think he deserved a, a chance at a Group 1 uh, to win it. it. was a huge thrill, and yeah, it was tricky. The draw was tricky, and to overcome all of that, as a lot of people say, Mark, winners just win. Yeah, absolutely. And this is a dog that you've been very excited about, Joe. And uh, speaking to you a few times now, you're quite a, 
a circumspect character. Uh, you don't get too far ahead of yourself. And similarly with uh, Andy Lord, speaking to him only was it last week or the week before, he just his voice changes a little bit when he talks about this dog and he still thinks that probably the best of him is yet to come. How does that make you feel? Scared. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> excited, obviously. Uh, the raps have been on him from day one. We, we never thought in a million years that we could be 15 wins from 18 starts and 180 in the kick, and the best is yet to come. It is quite scary. But, you know, potentially, you could have a dog like him, Mark, and with no feature races around, he could have 20,000 in the bank. Mm. And this boy's got 180. So he's been placed to perfection. He keeps stepping up. And you know, the world's his oyster moving forward. There's so many big races coming up. It's It's a handy... I guess, attribute to handle Wentworth Park as well as he does. Going through his record now, 18 starts for 15 wins, and he's yet to miss a podium finish. Uh, when he won that Magic Maiden, you obviously knew you had something handy on your hands, and I guess it's kind of nice to go to Nara, pick off the Puppy Classic there, a Group 3. Uh, not out of the ordinary for the Lords, so I wouldn't think, to go to Nara, but uh, it certainly boosts that race for, for future years to come too, doesn't it? Yeah, my word, it does. That was one that, off the back of the, the Wentworth Buck Maiden, he won, which is quite difficult to do. He won the heat, the semi, and the final. He had box mm. seven in all three of them. And, and I sort of said, because they moved that Magic Maiden to the Wednesday night, if you remember, yes. through COVID. So it was a little bit of a change. Of Joe, I was tipping that night for Sky One, so I remember it well. And I didn't do as badly as what I thought. But uh, tipping Greyhounds for me, as many would know out there, not my strongest point. So I remember the dog very, very well. <laughs> You're on the improve, Mark. You're getting better each day. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we went to, I said to Andy, let's go to an hour to the Puppy Classic. And uh, yeah, he'd done enough through the Wentworth Park series. Andy wasn't 100% convinced, but he slid him over there and gave him a trial on a slow track first look. And he went 29.5. And he said, yeah, we've got to go. Mm. Uh, and obviously, he beat on the rocks in the final. And, and then we waited the seven weeks to go to Gosford because it was a one-to-five win race at Gosford Goldmine. We sent mm. him up to, to DT, to Daryl Thomas, and we got the job done there. So... Uh, yeah, what a great start it was to a career. Absolutely, and uh, you, you just get so excited of thinking about what's to come. Uh, Joe, tell us about your, your success compared to past dogs. This is your first Group 1 winner as an owner? Second, Mark. Second? Just Terms won the Zoom top at the Meadows. That's right. Uh, yeah, so second one. Um, right, listen, we've been in plenty, uh, which is, yeah, we thank God for that. We're 38 finalists. At group one level shows you how hard they are to win. I think we've we're, we're finished placing ten times, but now that in itself two. though, Joe is is a pretty fair feat. Thirty eight finalists in in feature races. Oh, massive! We just dreamt of winning a race at Wenny when we started, Mark, four mm. and a half years ago, and to line up in the group one level thirty eight times is just a huge um, credit to our, our dogs, our trainers, and our owners who invest plenty of money. Absolutely. Uh, t- tell us about some of the other owners in this dog. Yeah, owners are uh, so Corey Pearson, who played uh, for the Tigers, yes. the Eels, and the Mighty Dragons. And our level, he was there with his good mate Doug Lawman. Um, this is one of the first dogs they've ever bought. They were there and they loved the night. Oh, terrific! Uh, yeah, it was great. Our regular combatants: uh, David Swan, Brett Wallace, Richie Edwards, uh, Bjorn Baker, and Bjorn's uh, yep. good mate Keith. They're they're a part of it. And, and Tristan Merlihan, who's got a major share. Uh, he runs a top sport company up there, and he's got a lot of his staff involved. So. Uh, a good, broad uh, array of owners who uh, who are loving it. You know, Corey Pearson rugby, this bloke's done a lot in his life, and he said it's one of the best moments across mm. any code he's ever, ever experienced. 
Oh, that's outstanding and a really vast range of people and people involved in racing, which is great to hear. Uh, and obviously the, the next aim you'd think or you'd hope more than anything being an invitational, the Top Gun? We're, we're hoping. It's, you know, it's an honour. We, we've been in the Top Gun before with just terms uh, for the stage. She, she was beaten a lip by Blue Moon Rising, so she finished second. Um, but yeah, you never never take these things for granted. He, we can't do any more, Mark. He's, he's put his case forward. Uh, if he's not selected this year, then so be it. But I think New South Wales hold the key. Uh, wow, Zipping Kyrgios, Jungle Deuce, Bandit Ned. I mean, it's probably four dogs that you could push a big case for. So hopefully we can get a good representation from our state. Equal $4 favourite currently with tab fixed odds for the Top Gun Sprint. So uh, the market's pretty much putting your case forward uh, for you rather than, than speaking, Joe. Speaking of a another similar-ish race, but a slot race, the Phoenix, worth a lot of money, you'd be putting your hand up for that, no doubt. Definitely, yeah. My, who wouldn't? 750 large. Uh, that's, um, you know, you, you've got to dare to dream. I think we spoke six months ago or five months ago, Mark, on this show, and we said we're going to Gosford, and you actually mentioned, oh, what about the Phoenix? I said, oh, well, you've got a million-dollar chase at the time and Phoenix, and <laughs> we've got a dream. Well, you know... The dream now is possibly a reality. And if he happened to make a Top Gun and win it, if he happened to make a Phoenix and win it, he could have a million dollars in the kick in eight weeks' time. It's scary. And Joe, you just throw the rest of them on there. The, a couple of million-dollar chases next year, a golden Easter egg. It's a pretty easy game, isn't it? That, oh, Mark, doesn't it sound simple? Yeah, three million, <laughs> then we retire, we'll have a beer. Yeah, and it's on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd, we'd probably shout. You know, there's a big announcement, actually. We just got an invite, and an invite for Ben and Ned to go to one of the owner's weddings to be the ring bearer. I can break that news right You're here, You're joking. Could you, you have to tell us that? more. You can't leave us hanging with that. Well, one of the lads got engaged the other day, and he said, can we bring Ned to the Bucks party? I said, oh, <laughs> we're hoping we'll be at the Top Gun instead of the Bucks party. He said... What about a ring bearer at the wedding? I said, gee, get down the altar, get to the altar pretty quickly, I reckon. Absolutely. Uh, ring bearer for the wedding. Uh, Whose wedding? Uh, Gareth. Gareth's wedding. Uh, yes, he's one of the owners uh, with Tristan and his crew. And um, yeah, but, uh, congratulations to Gareth and he, he's bride to be. Um, I don't know, do we tie it to the muzzle or does, how does Ned take it down? Gareth? I, I'd, I'd love to see the, uh, yeah, I'd love to know the logistics of how that's going to occur, but. I'd also love to see it. So if it does happen, you have to make sure that you, you get us some footage because that will be unbelievable for the catching pen. He's getting a, a bit of a cult following this dog, the bandit, as a lot of people are calling him. And, um, yeah, hopefully we can do our part. We love promoting and doing our best for the industry, Mark. And we've got a dog now that hopefully can compete at the top level for a little little bit of uh, time. So we'll do our best to, to help promote ground racing. Absolutely, Joe. And I, I really can appreciate because that, that's a lot of what racing's about relationships and i really can appreciate the uh the inter and intrapersonal relationships that you've developed with so many of your owners like it just goes to show that you know so much about all of them and that's so important and you've taken them along this fantastic ride that they'll never be able to thank you enough for so uh from from my end i can really appreciate that so a huge congratulations to you for for, for not only bringing people together, but also managing to pick up a, a couple of group ones along the way. And I'm sure the first of many with this fellow, Joe. Uh, a big congratulations again, and thanks for coming on Going Greyhounds. No worries, Mark. Thank you very much. Joe Lanuti there with Bandit Ned taking out a feature on the weekend.
of course, Group 1 glory in the Vic Peters Classic Final. We'll take a short break before our final guest, Jack Smith. So we're in the final stages of loading for this year's Tab Everest. Your racing leader, Sky Sports Radio, has been proud to be associated with the running of the Tab Everest. Ready for the Tab Everest. Your sky full of stars. The big roar of the crowd, and they're often racing in the Everest. Nature strip at the 300 metres from his old sparring partner Eduardo giving chase. Classic legends rattling home. Mars Crusaders jumping out of the ground. Just missed. Nature strip clings on. He's king of the mountain this time. That is as good as it gets. Ooh. Absolutely. Ooh. How good's the crowd now? Well done, James McDonald. I thank God we had enough left in the tank. Your racing leader, Sky Sports Radio. Don't miss out. Bloodstockauction.com are offering 1% commission on every sale this October. That's right, we're rewarding members both new and old all month with 1% commissions on every horse sold. Call 1-300-849-349 now. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. Um... And then Miss Esmace goes really nice. She's in the Peg Miller, Peg and Bill Miller. She likes it. She won at Bathurst last week in 2968. Mm. And then uh, we've got a couple of maidens the following week. So we'll see when the draw comes out there. Yeah. Final favourite, so Box 5, Stanley Road. They're ready now. And they're racing. Beginning brilliantly wide out here is Prim and Proper. Out far, zipping Naseko down on the rails. And zipping Naseko will go through and lead from Prim and Proper and Super Estrella. Fourth is Miss Esme. They're followed by Kylie Keeping. Next, My Margarita. Stanley Road. He's back second last. He's eight off the lead. He's going for the rails run. And at the end of the field is Line of Quality. So they're in the back straight now. And it's zipping Naseko. Being joined on the rails by Miss Esme. Super Estrella's following her through. They're followed by Prim and Proper. Stanley Road, he's well back. He's got it all to do, but Miss Esme exploded away around the home turn. She opened up by four on Zipping Naseko and Super Estrella. And Miss Esme, a breathtaking Sydney Cup win. She won it by three lengths, photo seconds. Oh, what a superstar, Miss Esme. And as you heard prior to that race, Jack told us a few months ago that, well, he thought that she was pretty handy. That was going back to May before the Dubbo Carnival. Uh, Jack, not in your wildest dreams, maybe... Maybe. Oh, no, you did have an opinion of her early doors, but to see her come out and do it and pick up a feature race must have brought you a lot of joy. Good morning. Good morning, Mark. Yes. Um, oh, we do dream, and uh, you're showing a lot of ability all the way along, so we're just hoping, mate. To see her come out and do it, Wentworth Park, 720 metres, and it wasn't an easy race for her, despite the record she's break, broken previously. Uh, to see her come from behind also uh, and run over the top of Zipping Naseko uh, was just a marvellous performance. Tell us what you thought of the run. You've had a bit of time to digest now. Uh, no, it was a nice run. She, um, standing behind the boxes, she sort of wanted to get... I don't know whether she more or less wanted to get up the track a little bit early because she goes really straight, but the outside dogs wanted to give her a little bit of a push and shove. So when they did, she ended up back over onto the fence in a nice spot, so um, and lucky for her, there's just enough room to rail under the leaders because she's just desperate to rail. And uh, when she hit the front down the back, I thought, oh, 
let's hope she can hang on. Yeah, and, and she did indeed. She's clearly the next staying star uh, of the grain racing scene, in particular in New South Wales. Um, do, you, do you head towards the Top Gun stayers? She's currently embedding as an $8 hope. Do you head down south with her? Yes, we certainly do. We get down there and try and do a bit, a little bit extra work down there, so we're all ready to go. And uh, she's beaten Super Estrella just going through these greyhounds, and even Stanley Road, who obviously found a bit of bother, but, gee, she just... Is so tenacious. And that improvement, Jack, with the, the week and a half between runs, you mentioned to us that, you know, she'll be right come the, the grand final. Her time wasn't flashing the heat, but she'll be right come grand final time. She was. What did you do in that time between runs? Um, no, it was, wasn't pretty much what I did that week. What I didn't do the week before. I right. just uh, laid around and chewed on a few bones, and I thought, well, I thought she could get through. Um Considering you had to run in the first three, she wouldn't lose too much condition. But, oh, Mark, you keep going to the well, it goes dry, mate. So you just jump where you can get a little break and ease them off a little bit with the stars. I think it doesn't hurt, you know. Uh, so um, the main thing is that grand final day, you're there and ready to go. Jack, with, with yourself and the family, when you have a, a grand like this and early doors, you think, oh, you know, she's got a bit of ability and uh, we'll take her through and we think she'll get over a bit of a trip. Just, just how satisfying is it for yourself and the family to, to have your your initial thoughts, I guess, I guess justified, and I guess your judgment justified. Pretty good feeling. Oh, it certainly is. I mean, um, that's what we live for. Like to set them for those races, and you know, all the records are nice and all that sort of thing. But if you don't, if you don't win those big races, they just um, you're not complete with them. So. The fact that she's got a group race now and she's undefeated over 700 and 600, so everything's going great at the moment. But um, we'll see what happens. And the Kettlemate Jungle Juice, an $18 shot for the Top Gun Sprint. Does uh, he go down south also? Jungle Juice is going to be nominated this week. We're going to have a shot at the stumps down there. So um, he's trialling really good. And, of course, he's a little bit the dog forgotten. He's been off the scene with the split webbing, but... He's going good, so um, I'm hoping if he goes well enough, I'll consider him. But he'll be cherry ripe in a couple of weeks, so um, let's hope they haven't forgot about him. How's he come back off that injury? Oh, no, he's going great, yeah. He's gone around to Moore yesterday in 25-8, so that's trial day, that's about him. So he's uh, pulled up great, and uh, he'll, he'll be ready to go, mate. Could he have improved any more than what he was? Oh, just just race fitness and that when you have okay. six weeks off. Um, I just want to get in there, yeah. Like I said, I don't think he's in the field. So it's very realistic at the moment because um, he's just been off the scene. The money's formed. He won, his last run was the uh, Tamora Cup and he won it, but he split his weapon. So uh, hopefully he can show something, get a run and show something or we have to trial him, whatever. And uh, they're considering because he, you know, he's the uh, brother Fox winner and at Dubbo, and he's the Flying Amy winner and the Match Race winner. Mm. So um, he's done it all. He's beat them all. So let's hope he comes back and races well on the weekend. Now there'll be a few concerns from people listening and, and punters out there listening in regards to him travelling. Now, 
I'm correct in saying he was the dog you took down for the launching pad, wasn't he? And he didn't really handle the trip all that well. You think he'll handle it this time in with a bit more maturity, Jack? Oh, I don't. Oh, I don't know. They, he run. He didn't run a bad race. He ran third in the maturity, and he ran into the running rail. Mm. It was, we had to hand the dog over at the border, and that's right. Yeah, it was when that was going on, and no, I wasn't disappointed in the run, but um, the travelling, the travelling bit's no different than what we do anyway. Okay, that, that's no, good to not know. Not much further. Well, eighteen dollars to take out the Top Gun Sprint with yeah, Tab, so. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know I know a couple of the owners are probably already on, Jack. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, Jack. We always appreciate your time and coming on Going Greyhounds. Uh, Miss Esme, uh, best of luck with your, your sojourn down south with those two very, very smart greyhounds. No worries. Thanks for having me, mate. Jack Smith uh, coming on Going Greyhounds. Always great with his time and wonderful to see Miss Esme take out the Group 2 Sydney Cup on the weekend. Being a really good field. Can't wait to see how she measures up in Melbourne. That's the end of Going Greyhounds. Thank you for coming along for the ride. Of course, don't forget the Catching Pen tonight, a special hour and a half edition where we will pay tribute to Paul Wheeler, the late Paul Wheeler, who we sadly lost last week. Uh, you can head to thedogs.com.au for all the latest form and latest news and also for the latest prices with feature upcoming races like the Top Gun. Check out tab.com.au or head to the Tab app. Have a wonderful Tuesday.